position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode 136 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Uh, being recorded for you late on this, uh, thank you, Ivor, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth, uh, says hello to the people, being recorded for you on this, the Tuesday, the Tuesday of the 6th, uh, Cognigam, fucking June 27th, (laughs) the house of, house of Lucius, um, so for our sequel friends, which is probably simpler, 2017, Oh six, oh six at nine oh seven a.m. It's a Tuesday. Yes, we are late. Um, Ivor, yes, the, I, the I, yeah, you're fired, Ivor. I, Ivor wants to know if you guys love him. Uh, no, they say they don't. The audience does not love you anymore, Ivor. Um, we got uh, even though we're late, we have two features for you this week. Uh, so let's get straight to our top stories. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, actually, we have... Thank you, Ivor. Good. You didn't scrub that on the notes. We have actually nothing in our top stories other than uh, this weekend. The reason why we're late uh, is if you care. Um, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're, you're a results-oriented bunch. 
But there are good reasons, man. There are good reasons. Like, for real. It's like, you know, like, uh, I've. Oh, you give a fucking aspirin an You're right. You're right. Anyway, yeah, I got crushed with uh, just spiritual despair, ennui, malaise, little little malaise sucker. Um, partially by just like the last it. eight days of politics, but more specifically than that, it's something that actually relates to the show. Um, it it brewed into what has become this week's episode's feature and we'll talk more about that but basically uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to it it's a little feature that we like to call fucking despair Linux is despair or no, despair I don't know, what are we, what are we going to call it Ivor? I don't know, but Ivor's holding up the whiskey sign so why don't you hit him with it let's get straight to our new and noteworthy Oh my god! Good, good, Ivor, good. We both do it. Let's both do it again at the same time. Again. Yes, indeed. So you can uh, kind of discern what our feature, uh, what our what our despair feature might be about as we go through our new and noteworthy this week although, because we're so late and this is one of the reasons why I hate doing this show so late you know, I, per- I start preparing it generally on Thursday, because it has to be kind of close to what's Friday, normally we come out on Friday so now it feels like, now this whole fucking week is gonna feel like two shows for me to prepare because like, since I've been since the weekend's expired, actually something I wasn't gonna talk about has come out probably the most exciting well, not the most, for me, the most exciting new game, new and noteworthy title released is not actually an entirely new and noteworthy title but it is a DLC for one of the games I really, it's not you know um, world's most shat- earth shattering biggest game you've ever played twice as fast as your ass but was pretty cool and they, they spent a lot of time fucking, uh, between coming out with, uh, why is this not playing? Fucking shit! Will nothing work? Is my life destined to continue as a meaningless assemblage of shit that just won't fucking ever work? No matter what you do, you can't fight it. You can't win. There we go. Zacharavia. The Fallen City. Victor Vran. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-V-R-A-N. I will face. Everyone's favorite. I look like Johnny Depp at a goth-out fucking BDSM vampire magic gathering fucking LARP game being held to break the LARP game personal attendance of the world record at Comic-Con. Uh, Victor Vran. Everyone's favorite. Isometric. Dumbass. Isometric. Uh, Demon Slaying, Vampire Hunter, uh, with, uh, Shotgun, the hostess with the most is the magic, the spells, the action, and the pretty fucking good graphics and, uh, fun, uh, combos and abilities and stuff. Well, this came out fucking two years? It's been two years already? Oh my god! Vigor Vran originally came out July 24th, 2015, and it's true that 
is great. I can't hear anything. We have no monitors. Nothing makes any sense. My life is a disaster. But uh, it's been two fucking years since Victor Van came out. Wow. Um, you can go back and find a re- full review of Victor Van from Victor Van from previous episodes. But now, now I bring on to you. Who do you work for? You're going to give me the evidence. Give me the evidence. You have no evidence. I'm sorry, I've been listening to Matt Taibbi's uh, The Great Derangement and the uh, reader in that book. Now, released today, Victor Vran, Motorhead, Motorhead, Through the Ages, it's a downloadable content pack. I could ask you a bunch of questions. It's a downloadable content pack, I tell you. Get me to the chopper! Travel Through the Age of Metal. So I think it's Victor Brand medieval acid trip uh, crossed with uh, that Jack Black game. Uh, fuck. Um, heavy Battle Man Motorhead Through the Ages. Victor Brand Motorhead Through the Ages came out today, uh, right now through June 13th. It is 10% off. Unleash the metal. Looks like they added. Um, Uh, like there's a laundry list of shit it looks like they added um, is a wild tour through the mythos of the loudest band in the world bring the mighty snaggledoos back to life with the help of Lemmy and Lloyd Kaufman harness the powers of the Enviro Motorhead to defeat frightening new enemies in three demon infested worlds intertwined with the songs of the band man it's all about the music um uh yeah, so it actually is inspired by Motorhead. That's fun. <laughs> only only the developers of Victor Rant, a game where literally you look like the 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 box art for it, which featured prominently uh, our title titular character, looks like literally it could be like a like a deviant art uh poster for like gay goth bondage sex night it looks like the it look it almost looks like like, like if a uh, cartoons could have uh, match.com pages this looks like it would be their profile picture if they were <laughs> it's got like you know the the brim of the hat tilted down below his eyes um you can tell I'm fucking this has been a rough week and that it's I've been just really depressed about gaming and stuff because I am so trying not to face it right now. But anyway, by beating up on Victor Vran, everyone's favorite Johnny, he doesn't look pretentious at all. Looks like a fucking Cafe Society refugee circa 1993, man. Oh my god, I heard this new band. It's really dark. But yeah, so leave it up to the guys who would make an entire fucking, um, you know, magic and shotguns and medieval and explody and vampire and demons and, you know, action, action, action. Um, with sorcery too, man. Cause I got shit in my DD game you ain't ever imagined, bitch. Leave it to them to be so unashamed as to actually, I'm not saying, I'm not judging them. Like, you know, I, I like Victor Ran. In fact, Victor Ran's really cool. Bet you Victor Ran gets more, he's a virtual character, bet you he gets more pussy on a weekend than I have in the last fucking ten years, um, which is, you know, because it, it's a factor of zero, so, it's a low bar to set, but, uh, yeah, leave it to them to 
unabashedly, dude, what are we going to do next now that we finished the game, man? It's released. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Motorhead DLC! Yeah! It's just <laughs> hilarious. I'm really glad that they could, uh, that they could uh, hook up. So evidently that maybe that, uh, I mean, Victor Ram is a good game to begin with, but the fact that it took so long for a DLC was something that surprised me actually, because I figured that it's not the world's most, I mean, it, it's really up there in terms of quality. Um, and it's a great game. I beat it. You know, like we did a full review of it. And I was very satisfied. It's about a 20 hour long game with a lot of cool play mechanics, great animations, great, you know, um, in game uh, enemies, great, you know, enemy design, you know, blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, evidently this DLC has been a labor of love. So it's got the Motorhead name on it. You know, you can trust it. Ah! It's all about the music here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kind of kind of bewildered uh, like, I don't remember the last time this has happened, like, oh yeah it's gonna take two years for our DLC because we're doing it with the band <laughs> it's fucking cool that they hooked up, either through contractual licensing or whatever it's pretty cool um <clears throat> I mean, like, when I was when I was doing, um the I when I when I was actively developing and building out the radio control room project, I was kind of doing that all with the initial idea of having oh, Father Hines screencast fucking uh oh god, what was the name of the game? Shit, I played the fuck out of it. It was the fucking uh programmatically generated uh asteroid style top-down space shooter where it actually had a great uh tracking algorithm that it was the first game to have a look ahead, so it based all of the enemy patterns and all of everything off of a playlist that could also stream internet radio. Anyway, I was thinking, we're going to have a channel that anyone can play this game to, and they'll be able to play my playlist at 9 o'clock every Thursday. It'll be like, welcome to the hardest fucking most impossible to count Earl Father Hines shit you've ever heard. Like, oh yeah, the Jeep is jumping. Can we get a little bit of the Jeep is jumping? I have more. I know, yeah. We might, we might not even ever get to our features. We might not even get to our new and noteworthy this week. Uh, that's o- uh, that's not okay because there are some other games, but we have no deals this week. Can I get some jeepers jumping? Ivor, wake the fuck! Excuse me one moment. Well, I actually fit... Okay. All right. It would have been show history if I had to actually physically get up from this chair. I- Don't make me turn this show around, Ivor. I will fucking... Turn this show right around, just like we're doing now. Uh, so yeah, like, so that I could see. The segue there was being able to partner with evidently a, a game project wise with like you know one of your favorite bands. So yeah, I guess kind of technically it was like a wet dream of mine, but kind of impossible dream because Earl Father Hines has been dead. So there you go, some musical education there. So Victor Ran. And Motorhead, there, they're together. Um, next in our new and noteworthy, this this was one of the things that set me off this fucking week into this fucking despair. This all started like on Tuesday, but uh, so on June second, I saw this because it popped up in my uh, new releases on my Steam, and I was like, "What do you mean new releases?" So 
Oh, they changed it again. Oh, they changed it back, those cocksuckers. Just in time for for me to actually sit down and record the podcast, they changed this. Brigador. B-R-I-G-A-D-O-R. Which was a mediocre uh, half-baked game that uh, arrived in 2016 to my own lukewarm approbations at its John at its uh hey you didn't even really try that hard but you had a lot of good ideas none of which you actually ended up using and hey next time make the gamepad like actually correlate to like like before you design your game and actually like oh yeah we have gamepad support you know like it's just a mech game it's a, by the way it's a demi isometric two thirds camera angle um mech game in which you have you know, a giant robot with a variety of weapon systems as you fight through urban, destructible uh, landscapes, you know, blop um, in a terrifying, dystopian future, but anyway, yeah you you did, like, when when I for, that's one of the reasons why we don't talk about Brigador that much I try not to beat up on it, cause like I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting like, the controls work, but yeah, like, you obviously didn't you you, you really don't care about a controller in this game then don't have the controller at all but like they launched with controller support it just it correlates to things it just doesn't correlate to them well and the game I found was uninspiring is you know just this um difficult to control twitchy it reminded me a lot of like uh the way games used to go wrong during our second feature this week during the era of the Jaguar and the uh, Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, you know the controls—they're kind of mushy. You know that's that's where gaming used to be. Like half, well over half of the challenge to actually come out with a fucking awesome video game was to actually like you had to redo all the control interfaces from scratch every time because no one was sharing any information with anyone else. Like I'm talking about like for a console system. Anyway, so. We'll save this, I guess, we'll save the rest of the Brigadora rant for our, our first feature, the Despair feature, which we'll try to keep to a minimum. So we have Victor Van Brig- Brigador and uh, then a legitimately a, a legitimately uh, exciting game that I played like for 20 minutes and then kind of just it kind of I was like, oh, this is uh, this, like, I really want to like this so badly, but and I am kind of liking it, but it's not it's not doing it for me, it's like you know, like uh, getting filleted by a halibut receiving oral sex from a halibut yeah, it seems like the equipment is there, but I don't think it really knows what it's doing, and uh, we could wait around for for five hours for this to really click, but right now the love connection's not happening, anyway I don't, I don't want to rip apart every game because this game, I have to give this game more of a chance before I even blah, but I've played it and it controls fantastically and the visuals are awesome. Hover H-O-V-E-R colon Revolt of Gamers as in a revolution of the gamers 
came out May 31st, 2017, so last week. Experience the thrills of a fast-paced single and multiplayer parkour game. Join the rebellion and deride the security forces of an anti-leisure tyranny. Rise up to the many challenges of a futuristic open world. Assemble your team, enhance your gear, and perform incredible tricks and combos. All in the name, ostensibly, of freedom. And you gotta go look at the just the visual... Um, the visual design of this game. This is an independent game. I think it was designed by uh, by kids. But you don't even need to know about that. And whether or not that's true or not, it doesn't matter. Because this game is actually very playable, very compelling. It reminded me exactly of a first-person parkour full 3D Grand Theft Auto slash, uh, not Grand Theft Auto, more like, um, more like, uh, just any open sandbox, persistent slash environment, uh, crossed with everyone's favorite Sega Dreamcast, uh, game other than, like, every other game that's more well-known, uh, Jet Grind Radio. Who could forget Jet Grind Radio? I'm sure that, like, Jet Grind Radio was already, like, the last copies of it had been destroyed and remaindered by the time whoever made, the people behind this game made, made it, but anyway, cool thing about this game is, after you complete the tutorial, which is a good tutorial, suddenly, it seemed for a brief and glorious moment that, like, I got, I had find, someone had finally made the, the actual parkour game that I needed to replace Mirror's Edge, this is not that, but it does get us closer, and we'll see how, how I like it. I'm not returning it. Um, right now, through uh, the next 20 hours, 24 hours or so, um, Hover, Revolt of Gamers is 20% off at $15.99. It's absolutely worth that. I mean, this is not a final verdict, but um, I mean, just visually, it was really cool, and it starts you off online, like on their server, or whatever, like, so that's cool, and you can go anywhere, do anything, and wall run, ledge climb, uh, but you also have this, like, cyber suit, so it lets you, um, quote-unquote, grind on anything, which, like, enables, like, a little hover thing that, like, you know, if there's a rail or whatever, any object, um, really, it doesn't even have to really support logically support your weight, like you can grind on clotheslines and shit um, and then you can jump and jump high and upgrade your character and stuff, but you can also perform tricks, the thing that really kind of made me like, oh, I'll come back to this later, after 0.7 hours, was that it's impossible to really tell how to control your tricks and it doesn't seem like they developed like a real trick system. It just seems like, oh, the camera's gonna do a side flip. You know, we're gonna rotate. Uh, you know, we're gonna do barrel roll. The camera's gonna do a barrel roll. Then we're gonna land. We're gonna keep the combo going. And but the, we'll we'll see. I'm I, I'm gonna give it you know ten hours over the next you know two weeks, and eventually, hopefully, we'll have a full review. In the meanwhile, if you are desperate as desperate for a Mirror's Edge caliber replacement parkour game as I am for Linux then this one gets us closer than we've gotten so far, I think. Because the last one, what, was it called Downwards or Descent or whatever? I did not like that game. Uh, but Hover, Revolt of Gamers, pretty good, but it didn't light my fire. And so that brings us to this week's first feature. AIvor. Hey, <laughs> 
Okay, so this, well, we're calling this part, features in two parts. We have two features. We're calling this part Despair. So, one of the hazards of over the, like, almost three years now of doing, exclu- covering exclusively Linux gaming is watching the, you know, hopeful rise and fall and ebb and flow of uh, ports and major releases uh, that either come to or don't come to or finally arrive at or, I love you, Feral. Feral, I have no complaints about Feral because Feral loves you. Feral brings you Feral brings you all the good games. Anyway. But anyway, so... And this is a constant grinding stress on me. Because I care, and I keep track of everything. And, uh... There's some things that we can talk about on this show, and some things that we can't. And I... Very, 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 very rarely... Even by, like, my standards, probably, like, 1% on aggregate per, like... 1% of every you know, 136 episodes of this show have mentioned anything that is not completely available for Linux. Meaning I don't talk about games that, you know, come out for other operating systems unless it's a really, like, there's been some kind of exceptions that I've made over the last, really the last six months since I sold out after I jumped a shark and then I fucked Ivor in the mouth. That's right. That was a segue there. Um, But anyway, so why does this matter to me? One, if a game doesn't come out for Linux, but it comes out for everything else, it's like any other form of segregation. It tells me that, and you, you really, if, if, you know, I don't know, if you're a person of color, um, of a certain generation, or have ever been just segmented, just, you know, if you've ever experienced real low level desegregation, especially from at, like an administrative or a societal level, like a soft form of segregation, like, oh, yeah, like, you know that you can't, you know that this teller who blah is going to just not, you have different a different set of expectations than any normal citizen would, because you're different. And this grinds on you. It grinds on you, you know, it's a horrible thing, I mean, and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, racial intolerance and and actually just segregation and uh, uh, what do you call it? Administrative racism or whatever. Um, or, you know, <laughs> anything like that. All these fucking immensely weighty issues are, you know, equivalent to um, Linux, but you know, Linux versus Windows gaming. But I, I have to tell you that in my mind, and if you're, you know, if you know me at all um, or know my, you know, know anything about my experience, um, and history with Linux, you know that, like, Linux, to me, and, and, and myself, and I think I speak for many, many others, um, Linux, to me, is not just an operating system, although it is that, and much more, it, it, it really is the ultimate embodiment of, it's the best go-to point and click, like, fucking, oh, you want a demo of what free and open source software as an ideology, as a movement, as a uh, transformative organi- organizational and uh, 
you know, uh, not ideological, but um, basis on which to live your life and fucking run your projects and do your research and advance shit and achieve amazing shit, go look at Linux. Look at Linux and 3D printing right there. Bam! Um, and I think a lot of people come to understand the, the free, you know, free, free is in freedom, not free is in beer. Um, come to understand FOSS long after they've uh, you know, spent a spent a while in the idiosphere that surrounds Linux, um, and maybe get to hear some you know Linus Torvalds or Richard Stallman, Richard Stallman, um, or you know ju- catching catching some Jupiter Broadcasting stuff, and eventually the freeze and freedom, not freeze and beer. Eventually, it doesn't. Ju- it's not just a slogan you can repeat to like as a secret handshake to make you know people who know more about you know your broken system than you do so that they'll help you. It is that for a long time. It's not just something you mindlessly repeat. Suddenly, it begins to make sense, and you're like, oh, so free and and especially over the last fifteen years, the font. Fa- it's not just a mindset anymore. It's not an ideology. It's not just a programming uh, structure. It's not just a framework on which to build anything that requires um, iterative understanding and perfection of something until, you know, blah as fast as possible and in as best way as possible and keeping it as secure as possible and it's not just a revolution it is it is a fucking core part of my, especially like over the last eight years, ten years um, it has become and it's, you know, it, it's, it it, it 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 goes across all anything in which reason reasoned thought is required um and it scales from every layer of granularity all the way up and from every individual aspect of a uh, product chain or process so go from end user to consumer to um system administrator to programmer to lead designer to project management, to marketer, to promotion, to packaging, to, you know, whatever. There's nothing, really, there are few things on Earth in which the FOSS ideology does not, It one, is not uh, applicable to, to make it better, and two, over the last ten years, specifically since, I want to say 2000, um, so that's like, yeah, 18 years, 19 years, um, you know, you become increasingly aware as people finally start using this thing called the internet and stuff, that the technology that they use, by by which they use to, you know, access it, if you weren't on Usenet in, you know, 1992, like I was and shit, you don't really understand, you know, you're just learning about computers, even though you might be 30, you know, like I'm talking about, walk someone back to like the advent of the iPhone, and then all of a sudden they start using like a laptop too, and that, that, that paperweight on their desk at work all of a sudden like oh maybe there's maybe I could actually do something with this and uh but even then they're still taking the baby steps they're years away from realizing that the software that actually you know first it's the hardware because you need you know the hardware to run a computer but second most important is your operating system and the operating system can 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 and will dictate um the variety ease of use and uh, feature um, what do you call it, uh, potential feature packages and applications uh, and uh, what do you call it um, behaviors 
that you'll be able to use your computer to accomplish the, the tasks you wish to complete. Um, be they mundane or be they, you know, fucking, uh, fucking, uh, 1992, baby! You, let's fucking find all those parts of them binaries. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, so I had like a lot, I got a lot of years in computing at this point. And, you know, I started to see around 1999, 2000, like, and I've always pushed towards, well, why isn't someone making the program that I want? And that was long before I could code and stuff. Um, and that's what FOSS does. FOSS makes that program. FOSS makes all that possible. So when I say free like freedom, not like slavery, especially as computers have, have become absolutely essential to everyone, um, the potential for, not just the potential for, but you've seen it at the corporate level of, ever since long before the uh, Microsoft uh, 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 monopoly lawsuit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, the attempt to lock down this stuff and and by and once that happens and it's and it's happened for you know if you're a Windows user or a Mac user you know what I'm talking about oh well yeah you know to to develop for iOS you know well and actually that is Xcode which is some prohibitively fucking irritating thing for me but anyway this is this this so over the years it's not just become um a technical issue for me, it's not just become a uh, functional issue for me in terms of work-wise. It's not just become a hobbyist issue or a programming issue or a moral issue. It's become all of these things and much more. It is actually really centered at the core of my beliefs, especially in terms of video gaming. It's why this show exists. So, I, I, you know, and I, but I'm a rational human being, and I, and I, I live. I'm capable of pretending for, you know, spans of time, like ranging from five to ten minutes, depending on the number of, uh, the, the number and, uh, hostility of my audience, as appearing and passing for a completely normal human being, um, in mixed company or cocktail party conversations. But all the while, this is the only shit I think about and the only stuff I talk about. And especially in terms of video gaming, especially since I started this podcast which has nothing to do with Linux it has everything to do with Steam trying to break up the monopoly um, that I think was killing um, the conservative monopoly that was intellectual and uh, um, uh, blah monopoly that the video game industry had over its audience which it had inculcated and cultivated over you know half of a generation of gamers and games were not not just beginning to suffer from the uh, the 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 degradation the de- degradative the the destructive influences of these forces and and these business business models um, you know uh, the medium itself was being held back by it and so take that which is like you know basically my second biggest you know, uh, one of the second things I think about the most, um, video games, in my life, always, add Linux to that, and, uh, you know, it takes effort to pass for normal, uh, just, you know, in general, passing conversation, I go to the bar, you know, hot bartender asks me, oh, what do you do? You have no idea. (laughs) 
You have no idea, baby. I have no idea. No one at this point has any idea. I do. I do crazy shit, baby. <laughs> anyway, so these, and over time, these things, which are fundamental to our democracy and are now, should be regarded as fundamental human rights in America and, and throughout the rest of the world, but it should be a civil right um, you know, online and stuff, and we've seen even long before Snowden, but then Snowden just blew wide open, oh, okay, yeah, this is you know, Big Brother surveillance tool, just like I thought when I first looked at, you know, so I'm big on freedom, freedom, security freedom is security um, literally uh, and, uh, if everyone can't be safe, then no one can be safe. That's, that's kind of like democracy. Used to be. Anyway, so these are core fundamental ideological, these are not just ideological things, though, for me. They are the moral compass of, you know, of, of my being. Um, they are so fundamental. Probably, you know, as fundamental as as art has been to me throughout my entire life, just the actual concept of art. Like, being able to get... Uh, be Anyway, having profound experiences in profound experiences engendered from the creation of and the, uh, you know, experience of yours and other people's art. Blah. And that was... That's like one of the best... It's like the second best thing you can ever have in your life. So, that's pretty important too. Anyway, what am I trying to tell you about here? I'm telling you about despair. So I don't get. I try, and you know, I've been in, in, I've been using Linux now for so long that I can, and it's gone so good, especially over the last eight years, that there's not much that I would like that I don't have, you know, application wise, business logic wise. There, there's still some crucial things that will continue to go missing for, you know, another half uh, maybe half a decade if we make it that long but anyway uh, video game wise though I've been, especially I was talking to Joe Jokemon Kendall uh, two nights ago and he got me really drunk and I I just started yelling at him for forever I feel really bad he wants you to beat Darkest Dungeon by the way he told me to tell everyone on the podcast you should go beat Darkest Dungeon and I agree with him um but we were talking about video game stuff and it's just, I was super depressed before I had that conversation for five days and I explained it to him like this. And Joe, Joe Jokemon Kendall knows me because he's the guy who introduced me to Tekken. I try not to take it hard. In fact, I try to let it roll right off my back because the whole pattern of my life with Linux, I go back to when nothing worked, when there was no GUI, before X before there was like a uh, even like a standard for X Windows management, before there were window managers, those were invented when I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, those were being invented and formalized into, you know, what we still use today, basically the architecture of what we still use today, or the antecedents of the, anyway, I remember when nothing worked with Linux, and the pattern of my life with Linux is, has always been if nothing else, like this is like a, a rule you can write this on your wall. If you know you're just getting into Linux or whatever, or just into just getting into free and open source um, software in terms of like an enterprise deployment, like you know your 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 Soho has just switched over to like LibreOffice and stuff or whatever. Write this on your wall. If nothing else, 
patience. Patience and we will prevail. And it's true. That is that is absolutely and it's exponential and it's just exploded the last eight years. If it doesn't do what you want it to right now or in the way you want it to right now or the way you would expect it to right now and no one else is working on it and you can't fix it and you know, blah patience, it'll come back find somebody, hire somebody you know, you or just patience only took them like three years before I could get into uh, 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 you, um, a mandrake session with a fucking functional uh, X-Window session that immediately crashed but um, I saw it. it it could do it, it only took three years to wait for that so patience and that's been my watchword for this podcast it's, uh, and Farrell has rewarded me for that approach because ultimately if Foss is good at anything it, it Foss destroys destroys um, anything that people want like if people want um, if people want to be able to uh, mod a game and no one will ever give up the binary easy blah, 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 blah. trust me it's not someone uh, that, and a bin hex editor on um, fucking window although it might be I mean you know blah uh, but that's pretty high level hacking I bet you they have a background in Linux um, it, anyway and it takes forever but we build on what we learn and we aren't just like a company that's trying to stay frozen in the present we always are hurtling into the future in fact we are that's a, the whole thing about the 80s wow well how fast do you think that project would have been done if instead of a work group of you know a thousand people with you know 250 actual coders you know 100 project managers and you know lead designers and middle management and then like a hierarchy of you know two teams from you know over corporate you know blah 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 how fast do you think it would take to have done to uh, you know accomplish that um, to reach to reach the new you know to, to finish, you know, whatever uh, project that you guys have been developing for five years with a thousand people, how much faster do you think it would have been if you had, oh, say 10 million people or a hundred thousand people? That's a factor of a hundred. And how great would it be if these people worked on it constantly 24 hours a day? Um, so, yeah. Patience. Patience everything, almost everything that we can do now on Linux is something, well actually everything that we can do now on Linux is something that is a barrier to actually a free and open source software uh, based operating system which technically Ubuntu actually isn't, but whatever um that it's everything that's involved in the modern like you know, Mint 18 um, modern Debian um, is something like you know from the display to like oh I can actually oh it works with USB now oh that's cool oh it can actually mount my drive oh that's yeah I got ZF you know from my five monitors to the internet um to networking to being able to control my printer I can print now I can print over oh wow I've seen all these barriers fall during my usage time of Linux and that's because 
in certain things, certain problems are harder, and that's generally made harder by proprietary something in that pipeline. Um, for instance, it's only been the last three years that NVIDIA has fucking really come around for me at all, but actually that's not true, because they, they, they made a vague effort at trying to look like they don't completely hate, you know, uh, free and open source community, uh, even though those are the same guys who, you know, and, oh, we engineer all the software that runs your <laughs> um, the firmware for you, oh, we design it um, but anyway, patience if nothing else still in all and so I, and I and I'm, I have a zen-like capacity a zen slash catholic priest like capacity for preempting and then instantly shutting down and bottling up and like evaporating before I feel it lust for things that I can't have um, or, but there's not much that I can't have anymore because Linux does pretty much almost everything two applications that I've blocked and there have been things that it, it couldn't do that I wrote you know and that's like you know the power of free and open source that's why you should support free and open source projects and Linux and Steam on Linux and an extension of that whole harangue. FOSS makes everything better. Closed source makes everything shittier and makes everything never change. Also makes everything less secure. Also makes everything impossible to tailor to any special need. Also controls the uh the um, aspects of and variety of ways in which you are able to interact with not just the internet, but your own data and the internet. You don't own your own data if you, if you know, you're still using. It, well, it, it, back back in the day, now that RTF and Libra um, have really taken off, um, you know, and PDF was revealed. You know, we hacked PDF and came up with PostScript more or less, and then we open sourced it so you can have fucking LaTeX, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Closed source is really good at not solving anything, not responding to critical or even marginal or even trivial improvements that could be made in what it does. It is not safe. It is unsecurable. It is a code base that is unreadable. It is a code base that is not auditable. And it is a code base that is impossible to update. Exact opposite. Free and open source. Free and open source started when someone invented a square. It did it on a piece of graph paper. And this was, you know, at MIT in 1960-whatever. Before Stallman, even. Anyway, and we've built off that. Fucking A, how is that? So, patience of nothing else. So I'm really good at suppressing... Because I know what I like, and I like free and open source every year over year more and more by you know, it's and I'm not trying to start a holy war here, I mean it's all tools, it's all tools you know, the right tool for the right job uh, you know, if you love Mac and you, you know, God bless you you love Windows you know, hey I'm more than content to, and you know, oh, you got all these games and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's functionality. Oh, yeah, you like the, um, the, uh, 
like in my case, you know, the reason why I have a Windows machine is for, for fucking reason. Anyway, great, man. More power to you. Oh, you can't get SketchUp to run eight years ago. You can't get SketchUp to run on, and that's like actually essential for, you know, your workflow at your fucking office and stuff. Dude, more power to you. You know, blah, blah. Now you can just run a virtualization. Looks like it's native. Anyway, but anyway, you should be using Blender anyway. I prefer to support. I, I, I don't. It's not just a minor moral feeling. It's not just a little feeling of superiority. It's like, oh, okay, this is a war on freedom, and it's been a very quiet war that over the last ten years has really gotten louder. And the last five years, it's just become a constant assault and a war. Ah. So when like every week I have an experience where a game comes out as I do the research for this show a game comes out on Steam and Steam still makes it impossible for me to not see ever you know not see Windows stuff and only see Linux stuff they and they're never going to do it because anyway and it's been three years so there's not a week that goes by that I don't see the release of something that I know I can't play and it, I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I can't play it. It doesn't run on Linux, so fuck it. You know, it's like, oh, I used to be a fucking serial killer. But uh, I don't kill people anymore. And uh, that's how I that's how I kicked the habit. Lots of years of not killing people. Going on 20 years of not killing people anymore. Mr. Brooks joke. But anyway. So yeah, like, oh, I wow, that sucks that, that it's not available for, for Linux. Even the Windows games I've bought... And there's only been like four or five outside of the virtual reality games since I started doing this podcast um, that only run on Windows. I would say 75% of them have been to just have a working copy of that game on some system in my life. Uh, You know, like, oh, it's available. Like if, you know, blah. Um, Or uh, just to support that specific title you know, blah, because every dollar is a vote, you know, blah, blah, I don't, I don't buy, and even those, even the games that I bought, even as recently as, like, last 18 months, let's say, or even two years, including virtual reality games, um, which gotta go in my studio, boot up Windows 10, fucking strap on the VR helmet, you get, you get VR, it's really good! I don't play those games, even though they are available. And one of the coolest things about, uh, and, and we're not even going to do our second video. We're just, just going to, we'll close, we'll just try to wrap this up in under an hour. Hey, Ivor! What I'm trying to say here is, I had a bad week starting on like Tuesday when I booted up Steam and I've been having some problems with um, some projects that I've been working on. And it's a lot of stuff, a lot of problems in a lot of different areas that, uh, you know, you just, uh, you get, subconsciously you get, even if you're a pro like me, who is used to the marathon, you know, subconsciously you find yourself getting depressed or, or just really frustrated in a very subconscious way and, you know, it starts to, you know, grind you down a little bit. And Tuesday, I boot up fucking Steam and I see Tekken 7 one of my favorite game series. Thank you, Jojo Kimon Kendall. Also known as Blind Eddie Gordo. Um, Tekken 3. And I'm like, you know, 
and I wasn't depressed before I saw this, but like, you know, I wasn't like in the middle of, you know, personal emotional Vietnam bad day or anything. It was like, you know, first thing I saw in the morning, so I'd only had like two glasses of whiskey at that point, so I was emotionally unprepared. Instead of just shutting it down and, you know, in my head going, oh, yeah, wow. That's weird. Came out with Tekken 7 for Windows. And and making it mean nothing to me on any level. Cause, uh, I don't play. I'm not, I'm not going to play that because I can't play it. It doesn't run on Linux. Like, you know, I cover Linux games and I only play games that run on Linux. So yeah, it sucks. Instead of that happening, which is like happens in a nanosecond in my head, it's like, no, don't let him see it. Don't let him feel it because it'll crush him. Get very good at suppressing that and other unhealthy um, emotional responses. To th- <laughs> anyway, instead of that happening, I, you know, I took a big deep breath and opened my mouth and I, was, and I was like, God damn it! And my first response was, I am so tired of this. And that, that, that started like a, and this is why you can't think this way. Why you gotta try to avoid thinking this way about, you know, free and open source and Linux and blocks. It's a false dichotomy. You can't even start down this chain of thought in terms of negativity. Um, you know, and you don't have to be, you should not, and by the way, I don't abstain from playing any game by virtue of the system that it runs on. Um, except for Macintosh, because I don't, well, I, I have a Mac, but I, I haven't booted it up in three years. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say that you need to be a fucking monk or like a fucking free and open source holy warrior, although if you are, you make the world a lot better. Um, just as Stallman, I think we should make this business fail. This is at by the time I saw the Tekken thing, this all the stuff that I just described, all the the abstract stuff, it doesn't apply. It doesn't click in to this to to my response to Tekken Seven. And you know, you got. I have to admit, I played two hundred fifty six games a year for Linux last year and the year before. That's a huge amount of games. That's more games for Linux than have ever been made for Linux ever in all the years of, you know. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, this this podcast continues because there is such a great um, and interesting and compelling and constant um, pipeline of just, you know, blah, but you know, it happens at least, you know, twice a week on average to me. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm smart enough to shut it down. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I don't play that. Eh, you do that for six months. This happens about every six months to me in terms of video games. I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, no, Tekken 7. And I don't even click on it because I know that it's going to be Windows only. And then I click on it and I'm like, oh, no, really? Yeah. And then the rest of the week, every day that I checked on stuff for games in terms of Steam, or tried to play game new games for Steam on Linux, or old games and whatever, and even Steam itself, all of a sudden, all I'm seeing is, pro- I'm beset on all sides by this fucking, god damn it, it's like, oh my god, what a, uh, fuck you, Witcher 3 is still not of it, I really want to play Witcher 3 now, like, I got people playing it, and I want to be able to talk to them, fucking shit 
You can't think about it like that, man. You can't think about it. If you're thinking about it like that, then you need to fucking go boot up your window system and go play some Witcher 3. But uh, I, I know that even if I did that, I'm not going to end up playing it because it's on Windows. And um, so, yeah, I just started this Residence Cascade. And then our new and noteworthy this week, like I was saying, originally about Brigador, that was the next thing I saw after Tekken 7, which is unavailable. And then, like, a bunch later on, every day there were like at least three of these moments for me. You can't let that negativity into your life. Um, because if you let this kind of false comparison negativity where you're trying to restrain what you want for, you know, blah, if you, if, if you, if, but then, but, but then the opposite of that is true. If like, if you're not morally comfortable with, going and buying a copy of Microsoft Windows 10 at full price, then you really shouldn't do that. And you should be morally uncomfortable, by the way. Now, the degree of your... I'm not here to be your priest, but there are very compelling reasons for every man, woman, and child on the face of the planet to not ever want to buy another copy of many different things. and do not want to support those types of efforts those types of industries um, which are exploitative originally to, you know, a lot of the technology's original creators, but even more so, ultimately they are exploitative and make a slave out of you, the end user. If you don't control your data, you don't own your data, then you don't have your data, and then it's not your data, it's their data. It's not just data, it's now their data, not your data. So then I saw Brigador, and this made me so angry, and I don't normally get really furious. It's been like, what, 18 months since we did the Friend Love Beams episode? And, ah, you know, I, I have a sense of humor about these things, and I try to put things in perspective, too, and I try not to ever focus on the negative. This is a cascade this week, and it just kept getting more and more depressing, and you can't do it that way. You can't think about can't think about it this way. And by the way, especially now, in terms of free and open source, and especially in terms of video games and free and open source, video games not only didn't have a present or a future on Linux before this podcast started, they didn't have a fucking past on Linux. Um, To get negative now is just... Because I started thinking about it, like, from Tuesday, like, I'm going to do an episode this week about how depressing and shitty it is that in some ways, we're not further along with uh, major companies um, beginning to develop beginning, you know, new projects with um, Linux in parity with the development of, you know, their their other stuff. And then, and once you start thinking this way, like, every game page you're looking at it, you know, blah, 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 all of a sudden you notice that, like, this happened, I can't remember what game this was, but this was uh, Thursday, I, I can't remember what game it was, but uh, this game was fairly new. Really, really hardcore. Really, really pretty. A game that looked like I wanted to play. It looked like a first-person shooter fantasy thing or something like that. Available for Windows, and I, I've scrolled down just smugly to just see, you know, blah. And it said it was available for Mac, too. And it said that it launched with both of these things. Mac is a bit is a better, as Chris Fisher would say, I, I want Linux as a first-class citizen, just like every fucking other human being here. I want to be treated like a first-class citizen. 
and you know it grinds on you and you try to you know keep your chin up and your head fo- you know mind focus to the future don't get bogged down in the negative negativity of the moment but then it's then by Friday I was like man I really you know they're not the, the fucking and then I then I so then I'm like well I want to do I, I, there's a couple of stories that I would like to do that are related to this so it's not just our fucking rant I want to talk about DeNovo you know blah 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 and I'm like there's a reason why I don't talk about this shit on the show and there's a reason why I don't research these stories or try to stare too directly into them until they actually become like a plague like for reals like you know I'm I'm not interested in getting into a holy war or denouncing uh, the um, the efficaciousness or the whatever or the way it enslaves you by enslaving you and enslaves me by making me unable to participate in you in the same caliber of your slave freedom. I'm like I'm, I'm evidently just like a fucking you know gutter peasant or something. I'm like fucking. I'm like the idiot on the hill in this fucking feudal classification system. Ah, you have I I have freedom zero, which is ultimate freedom but they enslave you and yet you get to play the game so that gives you um, slavery freedom level one <laughs> and so now I'm jealous of your slave freedom level one even though I have ultimate freedom uh, anyway, that was that, that was some re- <laughs> that was that was the ultimate logical progression of like where that analogy went. And I knew it was going to be bad, but and funny, so that's why we did it. But um, so by Friday, I'm actually looking at stories that I try not to talk about because I don't want to fucking, you know, I don't I don't want it to first slog through endless amounts of fucking bullshit from people who have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, also known as uh, Windows users. Um, like, oh, yeah, you're gonna answer anyone who asks a Linux question on this forum. And it's not just, you know, like, Windows forum. It's, it's like gaming forum. You just see this this same anti-intellectual fucking, like, in, deeply, in, not inbred, not in, inbred, but inbred, like, as in sister fucking, fucking banjo playing, fucking pre-enlightenment caliber reasoning skills across every aspect of society and like I don't want to have to fucking listen to a bunch of assholes who don't know what the fuck they're talking about think that it's cool to jump in a forum um and talk trying to you know with some someone who's just like them um but who wants to actually like ask who's smart and brave enough to actually ask the question and then gets responses like I don't even know what the fuck your problem is you're trying to use Linux you fucking idiot get a fucking real computer something like that it's like oh wow you know I run your life I actually run your life and I mean I don't just mean me me like as an individual I mean and it's not just me as a class of people you know that you are talking to a community that runs your life. Anyway, but I would never even bother to reply to that shit, but I had to wade through a ton of that shit, and then the other half of the shit that you have to read through um, is stuff that is technically circumspect, and then because it's closed source to begin with, and we have, uh, and game journalism over the last 10 years has completely abdicated all pretense to the uh, to the um, vaunted title of journalism as it's 
become you know the marketing arm of uh the of the PR marketing campaigns of every major multinational conglomerate media company that now owns a game company you can't trust them for good or factual analysis because they don't even have maybe they have someone on their staff who like actually tech tech is is capable of tech uh, understanding the technical details of something but that person hasn't found the technical details because it's closed source to begin with and so you get like this endless sea of either like actual reporting from quote unquote like real quote unquote legit uh, game journalists of which there are basically none anymore which is depressing I mean there are a few but uh, you get like these pieces that are like 450 words that are a rewrite of a news release and that tell you nothing and don't answer your question and don't get to any of the technical guts to say nothing of the actual factual implications of you know blah they don't even have business analysis and then so then the rest of it is all this shit from people who have no idea what the fuck they're talking about um, on forums and stuff like that and I'm not saying that you can't trust um, forums and reddit and whatever um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't use them you should you should evaluate every source that you rely on though and especially for technical shit like this it's like okay well I can either focus on the negativity of an issue that will probably be a non-issue just as much of an issue as it is to me right now today as a Linux user it'll probably be as much or less of an issue in two years if it peaks if it gets bigger, you know, if it becomes like 75% more of an issue in between now and then, then yes, I'll have to talk about it. But until then, like until it's like actually like I have to, we have to cover the cancer that is spreading on the, you know, intellectual gaming community and technological um, community in Silicon Valley of game developers. Oh my god, we're all gonna die. Armageddon. You know, uh, unless it's like, you know, fairly serious thing, I'm not gonna cover it. Because I'm not gonna, you know, put you through the negativity pain and I'm not going to go through the negativity pain that it takes to really really suss out and it depends on the story I'm you know I'm I am I used to be a fucking journalist so like it's something I'm averse to doing this for an important story but I fucking work in the toy aisle I cover Linux but I I try to I try to do it factually accurately fairly and uh with a with a decent level of of, uh, of detail, uh, anyway, and so Friday happened, and then I got super depressed because, uh, I saw Aeon, which looks really good. I saw a bunch of games. I tried to go through specific titles here, and it was just like fucking five titles in like twenty four hours that for some reason Steam kept popping to the top of my client every time I opened it and that started to really make me sad, angry and discouraged but there well, I'll close on this note thank you for listening to the rant and uh, this Friday I have a I have the other feature that we were really going to do because I was not even going to talk about any of this at all but then we were so late like man, I, I gotta explain so every six months, this kind of happens to me because it's a long slog and it grinds you down. And But 
now, now I've vented. I feel recharged. If you need to vent on this sort of stuff, or if you think that someone in your life might be a Windows user, or is pro de novo, or whatever the fuck, is pro um, a fake non-cryptographic, a fake anti-piracy measure that makes you a second-class citizen. Actually, that's not sarcasm. That's a fact. You should jump in their face and start talking to them about it. Not, like, yelling at them, but, like, man, like, you know that, like, you're really, like, that actually is technically giving and supporting the efforts and activities of not just a marginally evil empire, but, like, that's, like, the intellectual evil empire at least in terms of the toy aisle, like they would be like the Nazi replica figurines, the toy aisle. You're really into those. I'm just looking at your collection of toys over there and you, wow! Especially that like full-size, one-to-one animatronic uh, working Joe, fucking wind-up mechanical Hitler. That's really creepy, man. Like, I think we need to have a talk about, about freedom. Anyway. I think we should make those businesses fail. Stay the course. Go get Victor Rand. And uh, trust me, Farrell is going to put out something awesome any day now. They do it like almost once a month, motherfucker. And even though the games might not be the this year's absolute must-play title right now, games aren't evolving from like a visual perspective or from a technical requirement perspective at any rate, any 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 uh, rate that makes games from like three years ago any less relevant to play than a game from right now. So like a good game, it's it's kind of cool because we're churning out like a new generation, a new pocket generation, like a new little, um, you know, five years right now. We're well on our way to having churned out a little pocket generation of treasures that are brand new that will last forever that will be just like Major Havoc as playable on any hardware ever devised by human beings so long as we're capable of playing video games Um, and the fundamental appeal of these games just like Major Havoc will still be intact I'm thinking of like a game uh, like Joe and I had a Joe Joe Kimon and I had a long rant about Darkest Dungeon but it also reminded me Hyperlight Drifter that's going to be a great game for the rest of my life and Unfortunately, like right now, politically, it looks like the rest of all of our lives might be very, very much a short-term consideration. But that's not least of your worries. Get out there and support free and open source software and uh, tell your friends and spread the message. And uh, don't be a dick to people on forums, especially if they're noobs and always fucking... You know, you could be snarky, but you can't be discourteous. You can't be an asshole. You know what assholes do? They go by windows. I will catch you this Friday on behalf of Crack Engineer Iwar Molina. Good night. God bless. And then we will win! Can't hit me with it, Ivor. Get it out of here. Look what you've done! So angry. That wasn't good! So angry! That wasn't good! And you know me, I don't say nothing! That was so angry! So angry. Get it out of here. Don't you fucking talk to me like I'm some kind of mug. It only runs now you on see, Linux. The new world is inevitable. It's what? Ineb- inevitable. One more time. Inevitable! <laughs>
Things are inevitably going to change. God damn it, open your fucking ears. And NVIDIA has been the single worst company we've ever dealt with. So NVIDIA, fuck you. <laughs> There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.